Blake's Beginner Tips number two with Blake Nancaro on episode 344 of the Actual Astronomy Podcast. I'm Chris and joining me is Shane. We are amateur astronomers who love looking up at the night sky and this podcast is for everybody that likes going out under the stars. Welcome back to the show, Blake. Boy, it feels like we were just chatting about 30 seconds ago. <laughs> it, I, the uh, curiosities of the time-space continuum. <laughs> well put <laughs> in the previous episode you told listeners why they should learn greek now we're going to try to convince them of other things what do you have in store for tip number two in that discussion about greek we talked about that there are other designations briefly that the early astronomers thought that a designation using the greek alphabet would be sufficient uh, because they could only see, without a telescope, they could only see a few stars, less than 24. But stars go by many other names. So so this day and age, we we need to be a bit familiar with some of the other uh, designations or aliases that may be used. A, a star is not referred by a single way or a single method. So what might some of those other designations be? So the, the one that uses the Greek letters is called the Bayer system, but it's limited to the Greek alphabet for each constellation. So again, 24 letters is the maximum that we see there. But we have a system called Flamsteed, and that's based on numbers. So now there's no limit. You, if, if you have lots of stars, of course we do. We we have hundreds of stars, or I dare say thousands um, of stars um, in, in a constellation. That the flamesteed could handle that. Now I don't I don't know if I've ever seen a flamesteed number um, go like up into the five hundreds or six hundreds, but I have seen flamesteed numbers like one hundred and one, one hundred and two. Mm-hmm. and so on uh and then there's uh, systems based on catalogs based on a an astronomer or an observer a, a pretty well-known one is uh, uh henry draper uh, his catalog so stars may be marked with hd for henry draper and then followed by a number and lately we have telescope surveys uh, uh these have been done over the decades and we might um, have the Hipparchos uh, survey uh, from many years ago. And actively being done is the the Gaia survey by the European Space Agency. So ESA um, has the Gaia probe measuring stars with great accuracy and detail. And again, all of these stars are identified. So if you take a star, say Alberio, we all know and love Alberio, attractive double star in, in Cygnus, it can be referred to as Beta Cygni. That's the, the Bayer designation. The Flamsteed designation is 6 Cygni. From the Hipparchus catalog, it is HIP 95947. From the Smithsonian Astrophysical Observatory, it's referred to as SAO 87301. 
and so on and so on. We have the the Hubble Guide Star Catalog. It's it's a double star, so it was viewed by Frederick Struve, and in his catalog, it's four zero four three, the short form with letters uh, for Struve is STF. And if you can produce the Greek letter, you, you would use uh, sigma for that, an uppercase sigma. Looks like a backwards capital E or something, I think, if I'm recalling. Yeah. Maybe lots, I'm lots of people recognize the symbol or have seen it in their day-to-day lives if you use Excel. Mm-hmm. If you use Microsoft Excel, the sigma letter is used. It's a button in the toolbar or the ribbon. Now, that's... That's because the sigma letter is used in math or in calculus to mean add up a whole bunch of numbers. Mm -hmm. So over in math, we use the sigma letter for something else. But the uppercase sigma, when you see it followed by a number in astronomy, that's a double star designation. And that's the Frederick Struve catalog. Hmm. There's the double star catalog by the Washington double star database. And they, they actually identify stars uh, partly by using the positional um, information. So there's a bunch of numbers and a plus and a bunch of numbers. And that tells you a bit about the position. And it's usually preceded by WDS. That yeah. stands for the Washington double star. Th- those ones are longer because Washington yeah. is known for having a bit of bloat down there. So, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, true. And then when you look at the Kea um, star catalog, it, the data release too, you, you look at a star Alberio and it's followed by like a 16 digit or whatever number. It's crazy. But the whole point of this is that when you are considering a star and that you want to, you know, find it, and view it in your telescope or you want to image it you you may have to refer to it by a different means you you may be told for example in a magazine or a website check out this object and and they give a reference and maybe you've never seen that reference before and you're going well what are they talking about I ran into this a little while ago. Uh, I, w- I was looking at a, ma- a website or a magazine, and they said, hey, check out this beautiful double star. So I perked up. Oh, double star. All right. Um, a- and it was referred to as STN3. STN3. And I, I looked at it, and I went, I've never, I've never seen that before. So, you know, an a astronomer, grabs their hand controller on their telescope and they, they go to look it up. Now it's, it's pretty common in the hand controller of a telescope these days that you can look up a star by its common name. So you could look up Alberio, maybe this STN three is not Alberio. Uh, you, you could look it up by the hip number or the SAO number. That's pretty common. And maybe you've got another catalog or two in your hand controller. You could try a couple of different ways there. But that magazine or the source material 
maybe only gives you one. So if they don't give you an alternate reference, you, you know, you're sort of stuck. You, you look in your hand controller, you can't find any way to type in the SCN3. You try it a few times, you keep getting an error, not found, you know, whatever. And so you're thinking, well, I'm stuck. There's, there's nothing I can do. Huh. And, and, that, and then you, you remember something. Oh, wait, my hand controller has a double star list. It's got a completely separate list in the hand controller for double star. Uh, I bet it's there. So, so you go through that and, and you, you do a search through it or you go through it alphabetically looking for STN3 and nothing. You can't find it. You're scuppered. You're dead in the water. I have to say that it was the hip who wrote about seeing the constella- constellations reveal <laughs> themselves one star at a time up, up by Bob Cajun, which is near where my wife grew up. But uh, tell us about uh, the implications with uh, some of the astronomy softwares. Yeah, so w- when this situation happened, and it happens to me on a regular basis, I've run into it enough now. I've I've got a thickened skin now that I sort of know what to do. But I, I, I really feel for the the uh, amateur astronomer just getting started. And could make a great tattoo set. People are into that these days, I see. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see Shane show up with the Greek alphabet on his left arm and the Roman digits on the uh on the there right. There you go. Yeah. I wonder I wonder That's if I can get it in glow in the dark ink. Oh, yeah. that would be great. Although I hear it's <laughs> mildly radioactive, probably shouldn't be injected. Mm, yeah, fair. It's like Adam Savage, right? Just have your reference right on your body. <laughs> <laughs> Never leave home without it then. Yeah. I like it. It's tough. Uh, <laughs> love, hate across. Anyway, okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so it, if an astronomer is planning ahead, if if you're not already, you know, out, out in your dark observatory or whatever if if you're sort of thinking about this um if you're not in the middle of a field middle of nowhere if you have an internet connection then maybe you can figure this out uh and you might be able to use a a software tool maybe an app on your mobile device maybe a a full-blown computer software program on your computer You, you may have to do some work on the internet some searches uh to, to figure this out. So again, this example that I'm quoting STN three, when, when I saw that, I, I didn't recognize it. I didn't know what it was right away. Now I'm, I'm a big, big fan of sky tools. If you know me, you know, that sky tools is like my number one app. That's it's my go-to. I, I don't know how to tattoo it on my body, but it it's an amazing product. Yeah, that. you're like you're like an an evangelist, but for but for that, yeah. So that that's sort of my the first place that I go to usually. So so when I saw STN three, I fired up Sky Tools, and I did a search, and I put in that designation for the double star, and was surprised when nothing came up. Uh. It, it's usually pretty good. So it's not perfect, uh, but maybe 80, 90% of the time, if I had done this, I would have been able to find the object that I was interested in. It, and it's really good at cross-referencing. So I I got stonewalled there. I 
I couldn't find the reference. So, so then my, my usually my next stop, the next tool that I use is Simbad. Uh, so that, that's usually what, what I do there. Well, that's like a whole podcast in itself talking about Simbad. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if, if people do have sky tools and they've never done this before, it, it's pretty easy to do, um, uh, sort of cross references. If you see a star, uh, in a chart, you could just double click on it, it, or you could do a search and it becomes the object of interest and you can pull up a, a window or a box called the object information box. And at the top left-hand corner, you usually see a common name, common designations. There's an also known as section, and there's alternate designations there. And if an object happens to be a double star, there's even more references in the pair section. So SkyTool is really good at providing cross-referencing information and, and showing the flame seed number and the Bayer number and the HIP and the SAO and the Washington double star database number and so on. Stellarium. Lots of people use Stellarium. The computer-based Stellarium product uh, is quite good with cross-referencing. It's become better over the years. So again, very similar experience. If you point to a star in Stellarium, double-click on it, you'll get lots of information popping up on the screen. Or perform a search, and that active star now is the object of interest. So there's lots of object information at the top left corner of the screen. That's uh, controlled by software preferences. So you may see a lot of information or very little, but that's easy to change. And once again, we can see cross-references. We can see the Bayer number. We see the Flamsteed number. If, if a star has it, most have a HIP number and an SAO number. And Stellarium, if it's a double star, will show the the Washington double star database ID number and the discoverer code. So, so that's pretty good. And it's Bayer, B-A-Y-E-R after Johannes Bayer, who yeah. uh, put together the uh, Urinometria 1604, not B-E-A-R of the cocaine variety. Right. Correct. If you're using a mobile device, Stellar Mobile is pretty good. I did some testing on my pro unlocked version, tap on a star, perform a search, you swipe up from the bottom of the screen, swipe up again. And if you look at the very bottom of the information text page, which is usually pretty voluminous, you'll see the also known as, and you'll see some alternate designations. Sky Safari. Uh, I did testing on my plus uh, version, uh, the plus 6.0 version. Tap on a star or do a search, tap on the information button, and, and the object information screen sh shows you lots of stuff. In the basic information, we see alternate designations, Flamsteed, the HD number, the HR number, the HIP, the WDS, et cetera, et cetera. So, so depending on the software that you have at your disposal, you, you might be able to find alternate references. And in many cases, not always, but if, if you type in an alternate designation for the search, the software will find it by that way. 
So, so again, I was a little surprised when in Sky Tools, which is really good about double stars, when I typed in STN3, that I didn't find anything. So that told me maybe it's a very obscure double star or the cross-reference isn't working, so something like that. So, so, so we've uh, got about uh, two minutes left here, Blake. If that, uh, maybe you can just give us your concluding remarks at, at this time. That'd be appreciated. Mm-hmm. So, so quick sort of answer here, you know, if you're trying to find something is use Simbad. That website reference is a bit obscure, but if you do an internet search, Simbad catalog or Simbad stars or something like that, you'll find it. And then you do a search there. Uh, the Wikipedia is really good. So uh, consider that go to Wikipedia. But wh- when I went to, um, uh, those resources and tried to find STN three again, I couldn't, couldn't find it. So I knew it was a double star. Uh, I decided not to go to the official Washington double star database, which is Georgia state university. Instead, I used Stella Doppy. So the Stella Doppy website is just really easy to use. It's the same data, it's the same double star database data, but I typed in STN three and I found it. So, so it's one way or another. <laughs> um, we can we can usually find a star, but you might have to put your thinking cap on. You might have to use some software tools or some website resources to find an obscure alternate reference. Well, thanks so much, Blake. Thanks for that. Uh, Shane, do you have any final comments before we wrap this one? No, just uh, thanks to Blake for uh, coming back to the show. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. You can, you can follow Blake at uh, Computer Ease and under his Lumpy Darkness. If you just search Blake and Caro Lumpy Darkness, you'll find all sorts of amazing resources. For listeners, you can always reach Shane and I at actualastronomy at gmail.com. Always love hearing from you about your show ideas and any questions you might have. Thank you everyone for listening and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you are interested in more information, would like to contact us, or if you would like to support the podcast, check out our website, actualastronomy.com. <laughs>